Hello, and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Riley, I'm enjoying this pumpkin drink you brought me. I am very glad you're enjoying the pumpkin drink I brought you. Are you- Taylor, did I tell you we no. have pumpkin drinks? Is it pumpkin drink season already? Well, yeah. <laughs> I think all the coffee companies decided time doesn't matter anymore. That's true. I think the quote from Duncan was... Uh, there's only one thing some people can count on to be certain every fall, and that's the arrival of pumpkin drinks. <laughs> and we want to just bring that uh, certainty into the world a little bit sooner. <laughs> yeah, it is not. It is not the uh, pumpkin drink that it's everyone a, talks about. It's not a PSL. No. Oh, it's like pumpkin in your coffee. Yeah. Yeah, just but a it, little yeah. bit of pumpkin flavor. But it oh, is okay. good. I well, I had a pumpkin beer over the weekend, oh. so I guess. It's it pumpkin season. It was spicy. It had chilies in it with a pumpkin. Really oh, so that really is pumpkin nice. spice. Mm-hmm. That yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. actual spice. I look. I'm all for the extension of the Halloween season in both directions. Like I just, it can run right up on summer, and it can run right till Christmas. I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I I uh, recently subscribed to Shutter, which is like a horror streaming service, and uh, they're doing two months of horror movies they're just starting halloween in september yeah sorry september you got nothing else to offer so we're making you spooky and i'm happy with that yeah well i mean charlie asked me the other day can we just make it christmas time and i really i sat there for a second thinking why not (laughs) i mean (laughs) i guess i know people that have already put up their trees just like why does it matter anymore <laughs> we're all gonna be here for until christmas so we might as well start it early <laughs> just sur- <laughs> surrender to it yeah that's actually you know maybe that's a that's a really positive way of looking at the the meaningless quality time has has adopted in all this like well if time has no meaning then it could be christmas every day mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't know if this is true for anyone else but i've noticed that here Usually our, our Augusts are still like our hottest summer days. Yeah. But recently we've been having some some fall-ish weather. Not not chilly yet, but just like a cool mm-hmm. breeze and not super hot days. Yeah. It's very nice. <laughs> no, it's been nice. It's been nice. I don't, it's, it's all played havoc with my garden. My garden's a disaster now. <laughs> so. Um, the cucumbers are growing round. What does that mean? Yeah, they're coming in like little round sort of like a teardrop shaped sort of like that's that's cute. Well, I mean, that doesn't sound right. Well, no, I mean, it makes me (laughs) it makes me think something's wrong. Well, I mean, like I already read about why all my watermelons collapsed. I know I I know what happened with my watermelons. Uh There wasn't enough calcium. Mm which according to the internet either comes from over or underwatering. So Rookie thanks mistake. for that. <laughs> I either over or underwatered them. You no. just the only thing you know you didn't do is water them the right amount. That's the one thing I know for sure is they didn't get the right amount of water, so they didn't have enough calcium, so when the blossoms fell off, the ends of them collapsed. No. Mm. I know. It was very sad. So I, I had to do away with the watermelons, but they're compost. That's good. It's a good addition to my compost. What if but. you start growing pumpkins now? I don't know how fast things happen. Can you have pumpkins by pumpkin time? No. No. You know, we got we got pumpkin seeds um and we were supposed to plant them, but our the dirt around our house sucks. So, mm-hmm. I would have to like ha- till an area <laughs> and load in a bunch of dirt outside of my little garden box to grow pumpkins too Mm -hmm. Mm. and it just it was overwhelming but next by next year i promised because they were charlie was very much into growing pumpkins next year i promised we would grow pumpkins Um, i've learned this was a practice year yeah Yeah. it was a trial run if anyone would like to write us an email though and tell me why my cucumbers are growing in round (laughs) i would really they weren't initially like they were normal cucumber shaped they were like really happy at first really healthy and then something happened and they were just like we don't have the energy to keep going at this rate well the the vines look kind of scraggly and i don't i'm watering them nothing changed with the dirt i don't know what happened Mm -hmm. i really don't know i i got rid of the watermelons you know, I, I love hearing about your garden, but um, I feel like no one is talking about the, the this week and the momentous occasion that arrives 
at the oh, end of this week. Oh, okay. Oh. Which is my birthday. Oh, your birthday. This is the last episode we'll record that I'm a teenager. Hey, that's oh, true. Wow. This is a big deal for this podcast. This podcast started because I was a teenager. <laughs> Do you have any like last minute teen ad- advice or teen info or insight or yeah you anything? Gotta wrap it all up right now on yeah. spot. Oh man, that's that's big pressure. What have you learned as a teen? Do you want me to revisit this at the end? Yeah, maybe we'll circle back because it's only kind of a little bit of an existential crisis when you mm-hmm. realize like oh this has been all of probably the most formative years of my life up until this point. Now they're over and now I'm in my twenties. What? Not your 20s. Not my 20s. I'm not a teenager anymore. I never will be again at the end of this part of my life. I'm going to be like a whole, like a real adult. Well. Uh, <laughs> like a whole, like a whole one. You know, as a counter argument, hi. <laughs> you, hey, the older you get, this is what I think at 37, and maybe someday I'll change my mind. There are no real adults. We're all. We're all doing the best we can and wondering when the adults will show up. Yeah. <laughs> I keep waiting I just, to wake up one day and my I'll be an adult. Like, aha, I've made it. Now I have, like, sincere beliefs and I, I, I know what I'm doing. I nope. feel certain about things. Nope. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, this is... Well, think about it. Think about your teen advice. We'll revisit. Okay. We'll give you the length of this podcast to come up with a summary of your teenage years. Okay. Um, that should be plenty of time. I saw a TV show. I don't want to talk about it, but um, maybe someday in the future called I Teenage like- Bounty Hunters. <laughs> Wait, sorry. I just <laughs> want to point out that the show is about like various uh-huh. medias. Uh-huh. And you started... Like around when we should probably start talking about the actual part of our show, you said, I saw a TV show. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> okay. I saw it. And then we just or, end the episode. Wouldn't yep. it be great if that's where the sentence ended? I don't want to talk about it. No, I do. Do you want to talk about it? I just wanted to mention that if anybody's looking for a new show, Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix was really good. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I liked it. It's good, Tay. I, trust me, it's good. Um, I don't like but, this idea of teenage bounty hunters. Oh, it's funny. Is it? It's not like a reality TV, right? Oh no, 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 <laughs> no! I don't no, know. No. I don't. I don't trust America anymore. Maybe there's a show about like fifteen-year-olds rolling up on criminals. Two no twin twin sisters who go to like a really conservative Christian school accidentally become bounty hunters. Ah, uh, it happens. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and there and there you go. It's it, it reminded me of some shows I had joined in the past. It has a little bit of Buffy and it has a little bit of Veronica Mars in it. Ah, oh, there we go. There, there we go. go. So okay. you had a plan. I had a plan because you know we're going to talk about Veronica Mars. Yes, Taylor, I'm excited because you had never seen Veronica Mars before this past week. Correct. Did you like it? Uh, I did. It was uh, not what I was expecting. I don't, I, and I mean, when I say I've never seen it, I don't think I had, I knew that, like, it was like a private investigation thing, but I was thinking, like, slightly older Harriet the Spy. I assumed it was going to be kind of, like, cute and, like, like very WB, and it was very dark. Like, that. I mean, <laughs> it, it it goes there. It, it, uh... It has a lot of uh, heavy stuff in it, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the characters. I thought the writing was really smart. Um, I like the noir sense that doesn't go too far that it takes it out of reality. What's here's what's weird, since you are the newest to it. It was never. I mean, it have it has a very like strong cult following, but it was never like it never achieved mass popularity, um, which is why it got canceled eventually see and you had to have what what was it like a kickstarter to make the to make the movie to make the movie um and then i think like another like petition or whatever to get the mm -hmm. the fourth season so like it was it was always like uh the fans demanded it and the networks really weren't interested in it kind of show and i never quite understood why because like the oc ran a long time and i feel like it fits in with those sort of teen drama-y kind of shows or like dawson's creek you know, this seems like 
I mean, even the kind of thing that more people would have enjoyed watching than those people who enjoyed watching the OC and Dawson's Creek when they were on TV. Because, like, I feel like those shows were somewhat limited in, like, if you had older people or, like, adults, whatever, watching them, they might Mm -hmm. think they're a little silly. But Veronica Mars, to me, was always, like, I feel like adults could get into this. Like, it's got some mystery. It's got some intrigue. But it's about teens, so teens can get into it. I've never gotten why more people haven't seen it and don't like it. I I just wonder if it's... I mean the to- the era that it came out in because when this came out what like early two thousands yeah I'll have to look up the exact year but um, around then I mean because I'll be honest like and I I guess you know we're talking about Veronica Mars there's some pretty heavy plot points in there uh, there's some you know trigger warning for sexual assault is a a theme in the first season and that's mm-hmm. something that I, I could see like at the time it came out the fact that that's a huge she's investigating her own sexual assault throughout most of the mm-hmm. first season. That's a pretty heavy, like, thing to have. It's, I mean, I think it's great. I think it's it's a very powerful, like, element to the story. But for when it came out, I feel like that would have maybe turned a lot of people off as, like, mm-hmm. oh, that's, I don't want to watch that. That's not fun, like, teen drama. That's real-life drama. It is, yeah. that is thing that, unfortunately, teenagers deal with, but, yeah. you know. That's true. Yeah, 2004. Okay. came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could see that because I, I, I also wonder if part of it wasn't that um, kind of like you said, you didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if you look at Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it's in the title, you know mm-hmm. what <laughs> you know what you're yeah. walking into. Whereas I think when I first uh, oh, I forget who convinced me to try it out, but I had no idea what I was about to watch. Mm-hmm. I had really no idea. Um, I had like I had heard the name of the show, but I couldn't have even told you that it was about a private investigator. Yeah. So I feel like it didn't. Um, the concept of it did not get widely known for people to be like, "Huh, that might be something I'd be interested in." Yeah. Yeah, I I think it was one of those shows. I should add, this came out in two thousand four. I did not start watching it when I was four years old. <laughs> um, it was one of those that I think when the movie came out, I was at your house sydney i think i believe this and is right. you and justin wanted to watch the movie and you told me like oh no this is great you'll love it you'll love this and then i watched the movie with you all without ever having seen the first season <laughs> and then i liked it and you convinced me to go watch the other seasons and that is what i did yeah but i was probably only i mean whenever the movie came out i was 12 or 13 something around there i mean i know we were giving you the dvds yeah so that dates it already yeah it wasn't <laughs> like i was watching it on like a streaming service or anything at that point no um but yeah and then i was into it by the time the newest season came out just what a year ago two mm-hmm. years ago um so i i watched that in real time but uh one one thing that i always liked about Veronica Mars, which as we've, if you're not familiar with it, it is, she's a teen PI. Uh, Her dad's a real PI. Yes. And there's a whole backstory to like, um, why she used to be kind of in with the in crowd at her high school where there are like, there's a group of very like rich, you know, kind of stereotypical, like popular sort of mean Mm -hmm. kind of kids and then fell out with them. And is now sort of an outcast and also investigating the death of her, of her best friend, the yeah. murder of her best friend. And and this is this is like the setup of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I really like about it is the relationship between Veronica and Keith Marge, mm-hmm. her dad. I, I always I love that throughout the whole show. It's a very um, like they're close because, as you learn, Veronica's mom is an alcoholic and so she is like in and out of her life in and out of treatment and then sometimes kind of vanishes and so doesn't play a huge role in her life Mm -hmm. and so it's mainly just her and her dad together and they're very close in that sense but then also like she's totally independent and he gives her the you know like he trusts her to take care of herself Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing and i don't know i just thought it was a really nice father daughter relationship there very empowering you don't see a lot of that on tv yeah i I was expecting at at the early episodes that it was going to be like oh no she's sneaking around behind his back and solving cases that he he just wants her to stay out of it and then the fact that he was like oh look into this for me like book my trip like investigate investigate Mm -hmm. this person i'm like oh that's cool like yeah yeah that was really refreshing i didn't expect that yeah he he certainly doesn't want her to be in harm's way but at the same time he understands that 
to a degree she is capable mm-hmm. of looking out for herself and you know that kind of thing and yeah i don't know it was just it's a very admirable and progressive kind of look at at a when you see i think that relationship modeled a lot on television especially in teen shows it's all very like protect my little princess mm-hmm. and it is yeah. not that at all and i i thought that's very refreshing yeah especially for 2004 mm-hmm. for when that came out you know yeah that that wasn't a million years out. ago yeah a million <laughs> that was 16 that was a, yeah that was a million years ago it may as well be a million years um, ago <laughs> but also it's is Kristen bell yeah. is veronica mars oh it just makes it that much better I guess I should sell, you know. We hadn't mentioned that, but like, I just feel like that really sets it up for people who, like, you know, maybe haven't seen it, but like, Good Place fans, Frozen, Frozen fans. It's so weird because forever to me, Kristen Bell is Veronica Mars. Yeah. And it was cool to look and be like, oh, look, Anna's played by Veronica Mars. <laughs> it's like, no, wait. Oh, look, <laughs> Veronica Mars is in this new show, The Good Place. Like, that is how Kristen <laughs> yeah. Bell, that is in my headspace. That is who she is um, <laughs> forever. It, yeah. it was hard to me to adjust uh, to see her as a teenager at first because she just, she hasn't aged. She still looks the no. same. But she looks exactly the same. Yeah, but I've always seen her as like an adult. So seeing her playing a teenager, I'm like, no, that's like a 30 year old woman. Nope, nope. It's just that she still looks like a, like an 18 year old woman. <laughs> How old was she? Do, do, do you know when she did Veronica Mars? Because she was supposed to start out as 16 or 17. Yeah. Well, Cause she, let me see. Cause the question is, how old is she? It it started in two thousand four, mm-hmm. um, and she's forty. So she's three years older than me. Twenty four. So I guess older than <laughs> older than sixteen. Yeah, she was older, older than the character. The, yeah, older than she was supposed to be, but still. That's a, this was. I mean, it was believable, but believable. Yeah. 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 Um, I do think it's it's interesting though that. I think when you look at the reboots of it, like your original, what, two seasons of the show? Three seasons? Three. Yeah. Three. Um, that felt very like story driven, you know, and then an unexpected end. Mm-hmm. You didn't think the show was going to end there. And then the movie, which was I, a decade later, probably. And the movie feels like it is very for fans of Veronica Mars. It I doesn't th- feel like it's supposed to be like a, like a, plot continuation that like boosts the story in any way it just feels like this is for you all you made this happen here's all these easter eggs and characters and i i feel like it was i mm-hmm. mean aside from the fact that quite literally like the fans funded it yeah through a kickstarter um i i feel like a lot of us felt like we were left hang- left hanging like yeah. what what is happening the end of the we seasons. need closure yeah we would love to know we cared about these characters um, cause I was very, in, I was every bit as invested in the characters as I was the story. Yeah. Which, I mean, that sounds like obvious, but that's not always true. It's true. Um, I always, I always use like Lost as a comparison. Mm-hmm. I was very invested in the story of Lost. Not the characters. They thought I was invested in the characters, yeah. <laughs> but I was very invested in the story and I was dissatisfied. Um, well, but I was invested in both. And yeah. So I wanted to. I wanted a, an end. Give me a nice little end, and that's what the movie did. Right. It's interesting. I read a, an article that interviewed uh, the the creator talking about the uh-huh. movie and how there was pressure because it's a fan funded movie. He felt like he had to do what the fans wanted and mm-hmm. like pay attention to the fandom and like the the relationships that they liked and wanted to see come to fruition and you know like the characters they liked and that that was a really hard way to write a story that you have in your own head the direction you see where you're going to go and I, I won't get into it yet but i that when he got the fourth season it was a bit more like now i'm not going to do what the fans want me to do <laughs> yeah well i definitely think that's true because as much as i enjoyed the movie in the sense that like thank you i needed to see these stories play out and i needed to know this ending occurred and mm-hmm. like that felt very satisfying it does feel different like yeah. it definitely feels different than all of the than both the first 3 seasons and the fourth season that eventually mm-hmm. came it definitely has a li- like tonally it's a little bit lighter. It is. Yeah. It, it Everything feels a little bit like, almost like the first three seasons were uh, her remembering mm-hmm. those things and like the way that you would remember them through the lens of like narrative and sure. all that. And like 
was it really that gritty and dark? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's just the way you remember things. Like it, it felt it felt very different to me. And then once you get to the fourth season, it's like, oh yes. We're back. Cause it cause it does have that, like we said, like it's noir. It has that dark, kind of hard boiled, like nobody is really good. Mm-hmm. Nobody is a quote unquote good guy. Yeah. Um and there's also no promise that the ones you do like are going to be okay. <laughs> no. Or, or that they're always going to be good people. That was yeah. that was one thing that I felt like um, may have influenced why the show wasn't as popular in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Is from from the beginning, but it definitely grows more as the show goes on. I feel like Veronica is not your stereotypical um, female protagonist. Uh, she's of course very lovely. And smart and like those things are always there Mm -hmm. for the, you know, and she generally has good intentions. Yeah. But then there's other sides to her that are flaws Mm -hmm. and are very much part of who she is. They're baked into her and some of them harm her or harm her progress in whatever she's trying to do. Yeah. And she doesn't necessarily confront them and try to overcome them. Um, And that's a very complex Mm -hmm. character for a teen hero you yeah. know well, and i kept i kept waiting for sort of a formation of like a scooby gang if you will uh in the first season. yeah and mm-hmm. i mean you know she, she has wallace but even that relationship it's like well she, she uses him a lot and like he understands yes. that but it's not like that kind of warm you know reliable like quippy friendship that you get from a lot of the other shows of the same era there's that sense where she never really has a safe space in it mm-hmm. and that kind of it's a constant environment of anxiety that, you know, really is counter to what that sort of teen drama, but there's that safe core of buddies that you've always got at the center of it. Exactly. Um, yeah. I want to I get more into that idea, but before I do that... Let's check the group message. Uh, first of all, I told you all about this once before, but I want to I talk again about Wild Gears, uh, because I am no artist. I know, this is shocking. <gasps> you've... You have both seen the stick figures I draw, and I know you're both thinking, well, obviously, you're very talented in the visual arts, Mm -hmm. I like your stick figures. (laughs) They always have triangle dresses. Uh, But I usually cannot create uh, art with my hands that looks like, well, anything, um, and certainly nothing you want to look at. But with Wild Gears, uh, they have reimagined the Spirograph for the 21st century, and I can make designs and art that looks cool and beautiful and interesting and will make people think, hey... She knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the gears are precise. They're beautiful. They're very satisfying to use. You can. They have all different sizes. I have a whole bunch of them. They all come in different sizes. They're thick. They're really high quality. So you're not going to, you know, accidentally like break them. They're not flimsy. Um, they're really easy to control and get the hang of use while you're doing them. Uh, they're relaxing to use on your own if you just, you know, want to want to make something. If you have some extra time right now and you feel the need to express yourself in a way that maybe you've never tried before in a different medium, this is a great opportunity to do so. And they were fun to uh, play with my kids with, you know, mm-hmm. they're still accessible for me to like sit down with my daughter and, and play around with it. And it was like the spire graphs we used to use as kids, except a higher quality, better uh, version of that. So uh, Taylor, if our listeners want to check out wild gears, what should they do? Uh, Wild Gears is making art fun, relaxing, and easy with high-quality laser-cut gears. Discover Wild Gears and get your 20% off discount at wildgears.com slash stillbuff. Uh, I want to talk about Curiosity Stream. We're supported this week (laughs) in part by Curiosity Stream, which uh, is like Netflix for documentaries, or as they like to call it, smart TV for your smart TV. Oh, yeah. that's clever. Get it? Get it? I like that. I love documentaries. Me too. Yeah, they're one I, uh, of my favorite things to watch. The ones about, you know, you got food documentaries, mm-hmm. you got history, you got true crime, you got travel, and Curiosity Stream has all of them. They have thousands of documentaries on their streaming service um, and nonfiction TV shows on all of those topics and many more. They also even have exclusive programs just on Curiosity Stream. Featuring people like Stephen Hawking and Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. And I love Nick Offerman. I don't know about you all, but every time I watch him, I just feel like I'm watching Parks and Rec again. Mm-hmm. And I love he's, he's just about anything. Woodworking hero. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, and, and you can stream all of it from your TV, phone, tablet, or computer. So wherever 
you can use Curiosity Stream. You have it all right there at your fingertips. Taylor, if our listeners want to check out Curiosity Stream, what should they do? Uh, they should go to curiositystream.com slash buffering or use code buffering to sign up and just $14.99 for the whole year. So that's uh, curiositystream.com slash buffering or use code buffering. So I think we're getting into one of the things that differentiated the show, like I said, but I also wondered if played into the fact that it was, you know, a little less accessible is Veronica Mars as the character Mm -hmm. is um, very distanced and almost unable to connect Mm -hmm. to other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you accept she has this close relationship with her father, although even at times she hides things from her father. Um, But you, you, you really get the idea that she is an Island unto herself. She know what nobody fully knows her. And she keeps it that way. And that's mm-hmm. very important to her. And it enables her to be very good at her work. Yeah. There are many times where, like, that quality allows her to investigate things in a way that the rest of us would feel very uncomfortable or have difficulty doing. And to pursue whoever, you know, whoever may be responsible for something, no matter how much she thinks she cares or is close to somebody. If she thinks that they did something or she needs to use them mm-hmm. as means to an end, she will do it, um, which makes, again, makes her a very good investigator, but also makes her a little harder if you are a teen or a young adult. It's a little harder of a character to connect to because most of us aren't like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I was really waiting for the uh, uh, obviously spoilers, but like in season one, when she both thinks that. Logan could have been the murderer of her friends and possibly the person that uh, assaulted her. Like, in both instances, I was waiting for the drama of, oh, no, but I'm kind of dating him. And it was just like, okay, great. <laughs> Gonna let the authorities know. <laughs> Gonna, like, turn to the evidence. She, yeah. She's yeah. always ready to cut somebody off. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she is ready to turn on people in a in a second. And I think, you know, you could get into sort of like, are we trying to say that this is born of her trauma mm-hmm. as a result of her trauma? She has this. And now we're, we're kind of saying her inability to connect with people is like a superpower she has, which I think you could dig into that as like, well, maybe that's not the best message, <laughs> but one way or another, um, her flaws are on full display throughout the show. And I just think, I think that's impressive for a show like this that is aimed at a younger audience, because especially for, female characters i don't feel like there are a lot of opportunities to be that way yeah. you're, you're often pigeonholed into the good girl who ultimately in a show like this would probably be the damsel in distress at some mm-hmm. point and you know like cry and fall apart or you're the bad girl yeah and that's all you are and it, it's rare to see somebody who is both mm-hmm. and who doesn't I mean, her arc doesn't like go, but then she learns and yeah. she loves and she changes and lives happily ever after. That is not her arc. I, I do like that there's no, she falls in love and now is different and has changed. And, you know, now she wants to accept more people into her life and change her line of work and do something less dangerous. Like, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, she has relationships, but that does not ever change who she is. And that's something I think I didn't like as much when I was watching it the first time because I was, I mean, probably eight or nine years younger than I am now. And I was like, oh, but I want him to have like a cute, like, you know, like fall in love and have a cute relationship or whatever. But now rewatching it to talk about it now, I was like, yeah, that's that's right. You shouldn't, you know, it's not good to depict these relationships for young girls where like you should fall in love with someone and then change who you are to make yourself more appealing or desirable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I... I appreciate it more. I think it also is very, it's it's very beholden to that kind of more idea where like even like, I don't know, like the main love interest being Logan, it's sort of like a gender swap, like femme fatale character, you know, always mm-hmm. kind of troubled and, and just as much bad as good. And it's not, you know, you, you don't ever expect in those like hardboiled detective movies that, that the detective's ever going to settle down and have a family. Things are going to keep going wrong in their relationship because there's a central core to that character that is mistrust and sort of, uh, you know, like not being settled that drives the character forward, Mm -hmm. which I like that it kind of harkens back to that sort of media. It it definitely does, because every time you think 
she's going to get some sort of like resolution and peace. They definitely, I feel like there's like a punishment for her again. Like she has to pay again in some way. Mm-hmm. And, and there's more trauma that has to be suffered, which again feels very noir to me. Yeah. Like life never just settles down and everything's fine. You have to, there is more darkness to come always. Mm-hmm. And if you get too comfortable, that's when it's going to hit you. And I, I feel like that definitely, apart from the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> apart from the movie. Uh, <laughs> that's uh. definitely in there, especially as we move into season four. Man, season four. <laughs> I get I get upset every time I think about it. <laughs> and I, I think in part, in part, you see like some of the things we're talking about it's is indicated by the fact that a lot of the other characters have moved forward with their lives um have grown up and it, even in ways that are like not particularly exciting mm-hmm. but are very feel very true like wallace's adult self feels right yeah it feels very right yeah. like yeah he wouldn't be into drama Mm-mm. he wanted like a normal <laughs> happy healthy <Yeah>. life <laughs> he didn't want all the stuff that veronica kept bringing into his mm-hmm. sphere and so he has a a very kind of typical grown up mm-hmm. existence, um, which makes a ton of sense yeah. for that character. Uh, Logan has obviously matured and grown up. You know, he's like going to therapy and trying to get a hold of his anger and all of the like trauma that his father and, and his youth and everything that was, you know, all of his past. He's trying mm-hmm. to move past that and grow up and be a healthy adult. Yeah. Um, Veronica is not in some ways. Yeah. She is kind still stuck. Yeah, she's still stuck. She's mm-hmm. still very much that same person. Cuz she had gotten her law degree, right? Yeah, right? Didn't she actually finish? Actually, I don't remember. Maybe she didn't finish. I don't remember. It was from the movie. One of, she either she almost three, got it or she got it. Either way. <laughs> she's still a PI, like though. she had Yes. Well, she had she the opportunity to go and to be a lawyer, be a lawyer and do other things with her life. And she returned to Neptune and was a PI. Yeah. And is fine with that, or at least as fine as Veronica is with anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, but but Veronica seems to thrive on like upheaval. Mm-hmm. So on chaos. <laughs> on, yeah, to some extent. Uh, I do, I do like the consistency of Dick Casablancas. Oh my gosh! Uh, I, I was hoping we were going to talk about this Cas- Dick Casablancas at some point. Well, I just really had to take. Well, I, I was like, wait, so you're telling me there are the two characters in this show, and their names are Dick and Beaver, and we're just gonna just just okay, <laughs> sure, yeah. roll yep. with it. <laughs> They're just there. They're there. Dick Casablancas is always Dick Casablancas. <laughs> It's it's funny because um, I hated <laughs> Dick Casablancas, and Justin always got such a kick out of Dick Casablancas. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> and I always thought, like, how can you think he's funny? He's so terrible. And it wasn't until like I got older and rewatched it that I was able to like, okay, well, I can kind of appreciate Dick Casablancas from afar. <laughs> he was consistent too. Like yeah. his character never. Uh, I mean, like, that seems like a... Because the thing is, you want somebody like Dick Casablancas to get what's coming to him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, especially in from a high school sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, smug and rich and just a jerk. Yeah. And and you just you just want to see, like, oh, well, you're going to peak, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoy it now. The The future is, belongs to us nerds. Yeah. But the thing is, like, the truth is they usually... That doesn't happen. They do okay. Yeah, yeah they do fine. <laughs> it's not fair. It sucks. Um, and maybe they'll grow and change and be good people, or maybe they'll be Dick Casablancas. But there are there are Dick Casablancas in the world. Um, the the other thing I want to talk about, which is a spoiler, I think, for a lot of the show, um, in case you haven't watched it or want to watch it, is Veronica's relationship with Logan. Yes. Which now, is a think, big recurring thing. Did you think early on that uh, Duncan was going to be her? Yeah, I guy? did. Did you think they were setting up for well, a, I just, a reunion between her and her, we find out, not brother? Yeah. yeah. So you <laughs> wow, think it's her brother and point. you're like, whoa, what? And then 
<laughs> not yeah. brother. There's a weird moment where it's like, what? <laughs> where is this Sorry? going? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, I just. I watched most of the first season, then kind of jumped around in the second and third, so I could get to the fourth. But man, I, does anything go as hard as the first season? Because it's like maybe incest, like assault, like lots of death. Like, that's a that's a lot in one season. Yeah, I mean, it's all jam packed in there. You see the secret pregnancy, right? Oh, oh, with uh, Duncan. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Meg, that was a wild Meg. way of getting rid of his character. <laughs> that was a whole wild. That's. A, I mean, it does. I would say it goes as hard because I, I mean that was a wild true. like. That whole plot line, and the, I, they really fooled me with the end of that, like his yeah. disappearance and everything. Yeah. Man, I'd forgotten about all of it until I rewatched it. And then you just, all these crazy things that come back, and you're like, they really went there with every single character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. But I did think Duncan had good uh, development in his mm-hmm. character. Like, I do think he was one of the characters, that, even though he kind of faded out of importance, I guess throughout the show that his character got a good arc i think yeah and went from like this troubled angry teen to a a better well i I think i think it takes a while for you to be able to start seeing him not through veronica's eyes Mm -hmm. because veronica views so many people kind of as to like what are they to her Mm mm-hmm what is their relevance, you know? Well, and then so many people, if you're looking at just how they're relevant to her, then aren't relevant to her. Right. So it's just like, well, they don't matter. And, and like, I think Veronica gets very wrapped up in her own loss with her best friend, but does not think as much about the loss for Duncan, you know, especially since for a while he believes he killed her. Accidentally killed his yeah. sister. Which he did not. But. Yeah. Um, but but then Veronica and Logan. Mm-hmm. I have to say, the first time around, I didn't see that coming. No, really? When they first start making out, when uh, that's the episode with Jonathan Taylor Thomas there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Yeah, I I, uh, I read an article before I started watching the show. I don't know. I but it mentioned the relationship, and as then I started watching it, I'm like, the guy that's knocking out her headlights with a golf or with a crowbar. That's that's the one. That's her big relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep. This butthead. <laughs> you know, it, it's a very, uh, I will say that that to me echoes of uh, Buffy and Angel and Spike yeah. there. Yeah, but at least they, I mean, they had like redeeming, like charming qualities. This guy was just a big old butthead. I don't know. Cindy likes Logan. All right. He has the ability to be charming. I liked older Logan yeah. than, than, better than young Logan. Like, Logan in season four, I was like, okay. I mean, he's just kind of there, but he's working through his stuff. But the, the young one, like, I, yeah. Sorry, I, I agree Logan to Logan in season four. Well, <laughs> for when I just, there. I got, this is the. <laughs> he's quite nice looking. <laughs> yeah. This is the, I guess, the talk about the end of season four, right? I feel like we have to. They set, you know, they set you up uh, towards the end of the original series for this, like, Logan has to be the true love because mm-hmm. of the speech in the hotel room mm-hmm. with the, what is it, years and blood and, oh, what is he? It's the name yeah. of the last episode. Oh, yeah. About how much they have been through together and yes. and he loves her and all that stuff and... Yeah, you think they're I mean, and also they both, which we've talked about before. I don't think Veronica as much so as Logan, but they're both flawed. Like it's not like you have this perfect character getting dragged down by a bad person or vice no. versa. Like they both have their stuff going on, and they kind of just find comfort in each other's baggage almost. Years, continents, bloodshed. Yes. Sort of, yeah, and but now to some extent they bring out the worst in each other. Yeah. I will say, too. Yes. Like, they're not necessarily a good pair in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just want them together. <laughs> I just wanted them together. <laughs> well, I never thought Duncan could keep up with Veronica, and I thought maybe Logan could. Duncan, yeah, and I think that's why when you have Meg come in as a character, like, that makes that makes sense for Duncan. Same thing with, uh, we didn't even talk about Piz. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, that, <laughs> that's a great name. I, I just read that in synopsis. Piz. That's what, season two? Season three. 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 Yeah. 
Yeah, he couldn't keep up with Veronica. Either. No, I kind of no. at the no. beginning. I w- uh. I felt bad for poor. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I just felt bad for poor Piz after a while. Yeah, me too. <laughs> at the beginning, I thought I thought Weevil was a pretty good love interest for Veronica Mars. I thought that was someone yeah. that could actually keep up with her. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't talked much about him. I liked Weevil a lot. He was one of um, my, if not my favorite character. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, that's who I was shipping at the. That's that was where my money was. <laughs> that's you a know, good. It's a good ship. It, it is. is. It's a good match. And like, if you look at like where Weevil ends up, I, I mean, it, I like that because he's still sort of involved in crime. Yeah, <laughs> but in like a very fatherly way. Fatherly yeah. crime. It's a crime. You know, dad. But I mean, well, it makes yeah. a lot of sense for him. Like. The idea that he was going to completely get out of that world, yeah, he did not seem like that was his inclination, just like Veronica was never going to just, like, I don't know, become a lawyer, sure. join the FBI, and just kind of, like, she was always going to be walking that line between doing what's good and what's not good. Yeah. And I feel like Weevil's there, too. Yeah. I do think, though, that because Weevil is such a good character... That that's why he couldn't have been with Veronica, though, was because I feel yeah. like he was one of the only people that like was ready and always there to call Veronica out whenever mm-hmm. she was doing something that wasn't great or like that's vice true. versa would be there to help her. But then recognize when he was being used kind of in the same way Wallace did, mm-hmm. which I think Veronica just did that with a lot of people in her life. She does. But yeah, I think that Weevil was a good counterbalance is like a good partnering there like in a in a platonic sense because they kind of keep each other in check i guess but also he's just a good character he is he's a great character um i uh i was devastated at the end of the series though we finally we have logan and veronica together and it's, I, it, it seems really happy is, it really is classic like we the our our hard-boiled PI has like waded through all of the moral gray zone to find goodness, honesty, truth to like reach out and connect to another human and be vulnerable and finally like leave all that darkness behind is Mm -hmm. what the implication is. And she is going to get married and is ready to move forward. Mm -hmm. And then Logan gets blown up. By Pat Oswalt. Yeah. <laughs> God, man. I, I think that my love for Pat Oswalt outweighs any love I had for the character of Logan. I was just like, all right. <laughs> I knew it the whole last scene. I was watching that whole last scene right leading up to it. Well, not the very last, but you know what I mean? That scene. And I knew, I knew, I could tell, you can tell by the pacing what's coming. Like, you can just read it. Like, he's going to die. He's going to die. Why is he going to die? And then you're figuring it out with her why he's going to die. And it's just like, (gasps) see, I didn't, I guess I was just so into it emotionally at that point where I wasn't really paying attention to all the the things pointing to his imminent death. So when it happened, I was like, (gasps) what? what and then i thought well maybe it just maybe he didn't really die maybe he just got hurt and maybe like this is like out of sequence and out of time and this is like uh, something didn't happen this didn't really happen but no then there's a time jump and veronica's in therapy Mm -hmm. and talking about logan dying i uh i was in denial you tried to convince me for a while that it didn't really happen and you thought they had tricked us and that maybe he if was still alive. If you don't see a body, <laughs> that's why they do that on TV. If they don't show you a body, that's they're true. leaving room. <laughs> I was very I was very determined to not believe yeah. that he was gone, but, but it, I, I, think, I think he's gone. And it makes sense because she can't be happy. She can't be settled. She can't leave the darkness. That's the whole point of her character. I don't love that for her per- on a personal level, but you know, yeah, yes. that's how these that's that's the noir aspect coming in again. Like your your hard boiled PI can never rest, right? Yeah. No, you're exactly right. That that had to be the only the only ways that this show could go, especially if they were, I assume, planning on another season at that point. Yeah, that's certainly what it seemed like. Was for her to lose again, and she had to lose big. Because it had to be a big enough loss to undo all the growth, 
all the like hopefulness, all the trust, all the belief that things could be good. You have to undo it all. And so the loss had to be big. And Logan was the natural choice, I think, in that respect. Mm -hmm. I think the only other loss that could have echoed that would have been Keith. Keith. Um, which I wonder if the the reason for that is just like, but Keith is so good. Don't lose that Keith. That had to have been a debate, though, right? Like, which one do we which one do we I get rid of? I can't lose Keith. And you you free her without her being in a relationship. Yeah. You know, because she was trying to squash the more, like damaging aspects of her personality like address those in her relationship with logan her dad is not going to demand that of her sure and if she was in a marriage that would have i mean yeah. she would have at least had to like go to therapy and work yeah. on those things and at least if they're setting it up for another season i don't know if that's happening ever Who knows? Who um, knows? but at least you know that her dad being there for her i feel like you can count on the stability of their relationship to get her through losing logan and to keep her doing what she does but i feel like if it would have been the other way around you would have ended up with a character that you wouldn't believe would still be with logan and like having this happy life and settled mm -hmm. if her dad would have yeah. been the one to go it would have been constant like them fighting and yeah. her going out to do things and try to like solve things and demand retribution for this yeah. and logan trying to get her to stop and i think that's a less interesting story i agree if either of you could make the trade and have the story end with Keith kicking it instead of Logan, would you? No. no. <laughs> uh, I no. can't. I, I, as I will, much as I love Logan, I love Keith yeah. more. <laughs> I will stand Keith Mars forever. <laughs> I can't, no. He is my favorite TV dad, I think, of all TV dads. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not. I mean... I hate it on some level. And I mean, this just speaks to the kind I get it from a narrative perspective, from the kind of show it is, from the story you're trying to tell. I understand all that. Yeah. I, For me, I just wish all shows could be about like people being nice to each other and getting along. Well, and is that why you like Terrace House so much? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, why can't we all just, you know, why can't we start with when people end up together and just go from there? Sure. I don't know if that would have quite the same tone as the rest of Veronica Mars. Now they're just working through their marriage and figuring things out along the way. <laughs> I just, I like, I like happy endings as beginnings and then just happy. Um, so. Throughout the whole thing. <laughs> Throughout the whole thing. No, but I, and I, but I do think it is true to the, I mean, it is, that's the kind of story they're trying to tell. We're not as used to seeing it. I think with, again, with a female protagonist and especially with the way the show starts as a young female protagonist, mm -hmm. that is, that is a very unique yeah. casting. But, um, but if you look at that, if you switch it to a male and you made him an adult, that story is over and over and over. Yeah. You know, we have lots of examples of that. So it makes sense, yeah. you know? Yeah. But thank you for watching it, Tay. Yeah, no, I, I want to uh, go back and watch the, the stuff in between. I, I skipped around to get the major plot points, but I'll definitely go back and finish it. There are uh, a lot of funny parts. I mean, it's clever. Mm -hmm. it's, it's witty. It's well written. Mm -hmm. I um, think it's one of the few teen shows that transitioned to college and it was still mm -hmm. still good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it makes that jump well. And yeah. it, it had, there are a lot of other characters that are funny and interesting that, that show up throughout, like repeat characters and stuff. So no, it's I've, well worth it. And this is just an aside, but it reminded me a little bit of Jessica Jones. Kind of had that very similar character, sort of like. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know if either of you watched that. Well, I maybe I'll pick that someday. But uh, yeah, all right. Well, uh, thank you both. What's what's up next, Hey. Uh, so this is a little obscure, but uh, it's it's a, a important comic to me. Um, it's a comic by the name of Bug Boy by uh, one of the like originators of Japanese horror comics, Hideshi Hino. Uh, so it's a pretty short uh, graphic novel. Um, it's kind of hard to find in print, but I think it's out there on the internets uh, in scans. And uh, yeah, so kind of like Kafka, but cute. And also with like 10 times more body horror. Amazing. All right. I'm excited. Well, I've already read it, but I'm excited yeah. to talk about it. Yes. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. All right. Yay. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you both. Thank you, listeners. If you want to tweet at us, you can tweet at us at stillbuff. And if you want to email us um, to tell me why my cucumbers are round or anything else. Please explain that. 
uh, still buffering at maximumfun.org. And Riley, before we go, yes, you have to tell us. You have to cap off your team. Oh there. yeah. Oh man. Um, I think that my teen years were a lot cooler and a lot better and a lot more, um, a lot less dumb choices than maybe I normally would have made if it wouldn't have been for this show and both of you. Aww. So that's my, that's my, that's my recap. Well, that was very nice. Yeah. Thank you. I got to talk about all my teen years as I was doing them. I know we've been done with that part of the show for like many months now, but you know, that's where I started. I got to talk about them all and figure things out with your all's help. Well, so. I'm glad to hear that. I never know if we're helpful or not. So <laughs> I am most of the time helpful. Of course, you know, there were some moments. Some not. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. It is, is kind of nice. You know, most, most people, they look back at their teen years and you've got photographs, maybe a journal that you have kept up. You've got a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I have a whole audio journal of like every stupid thing I ever said or did oh, to go back and bad. listen to five years worth. So uh, it's always that. If you. you ever if you ever decide to have kids, you have such great stuff. Such great stuff to Ooh. share with them. Oh, man. Or hide from them. Or hide. Yeah, or remove from the internet forever. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you all. And happy early birthday. Thank yes. you. Next time we all talk, I'll be 20. Yeah, I'll tell you on the day, but it feels official. To thank do you it. for clarifying on that you would tell me happy show. birthday on, yes. on my birthday. That's the one you get. No more. Say it no. once a year. Okay. Six days early, I guess that's fine. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, thank you, Riley. And uh, thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And, and I, I am, am too. too. Happy birthday. Oh, my birthday. Oh. Then you'll get the one happy birthday song out of the way, and then no one will sing to me on my actual birthday. I already sang the first line, so that one's done. <laughs> I only get one repeat of it. Schmanners. Noun. Definition. Rules of etiquette designed not to judge others, but rather to guide ourselves through everyday social situations. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. Every week on Schmanners, we take a look at a topic that has to do with society or manners. We talk about the history of it. We take a look at how it applies to everyday life. And we take some of your questions. And sometimes we do a biography about a really cool person that had an impact on how we view etiquette. So join us every Friday and listen to Schmanners on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.